Welcome to the King's Table. Welcome to the King's Table, a podcast of Christ the Lord Church in Dayton, Ohio. The King's Table exists to help people know, love, and obey Jesus as Lord over all. From the altar table to the dinner table, the conference table to the pool table, because Jesus is Lord over all. Welcome back to the table, guys. This week we have something special that we're excited about doing. We're jumping into the mailbag. We've been asking for questions to be sent to Pastor Jeff because we don't want your mail. Uh, For several weeks now, we have a few questions that we're excited to jump into. Now, this week, uh, in the vein of the mailbag, we're not doing full treatments on these theological questions, these cultural questions, the gamut. We're not doing that. This is off the cuff, um, our convictions some 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 backing from where where we come on those things but we're not trying to give whole proofs for everything it's really just a matter of speaking into some current events some current challenges struggles just different questions that people have and wondering where we as elders and i think we as a church at least would stand on these things so if you have more questions about any of these things we would love to later talk about those things but we kind of want to run around the table and just hash through some of those things this week. So in light of that, we're going to be jumping around on topics, uh, but should be fun. Sound good, guys? Sounds good. Sounds great. Awesome. Well, up first, let's go ahead and do this one. Uh, this has been a little hot lately in some social media, and it should be an exciting um, kickoff, I think. Yeah, we should jump right in. It seems really pertinent with some of the the, the the movies that have come out and other media and and confusion about what media actually might be trying to do. So here's you the mean first movies question: Movies like Barbie? Maybe, you know, I don't speak Pig Latin, but sure, that one. <laughs> what is and the problem with why any grown man would endorse the Barbie movie? I've been told that it's it's a nuanced <laughs> treatment. Because there's Hollywood's incredibly capable of nuance. about it. They, there was a shortage of pink paint in the country because of that movie. Well, and a shortage of pink paint because of Rusty's house, too. But, you know. There's a lot of pink swatches in my girl's bedroom. But you have little girls. I do. I, I do have little girls. That's right. Appropriately so. Oh, I saw in a very appropriate like little sketch on this guy who runs into his buddy at the movie theater, and he's like, what are you doing here, man? <laughs> and he's, the guy's wearing a pink shirt, and he's like, are you seeing the Barbie movie? He's like, no. They go back and forth. He's like, I'm seeing Oppenheimer. And they go back and forth, and then they finally decided to just jump in and be fully gay. And no, like, they, let's, they both were already lying yeah, to each other. Yeah, they're lying to each other. like, let's go see it. And then the camera zooms out, and one's wearing like a dress. <laughs> the pink shirt is actually a pink dress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was great. It, nuanced, right? Very nuanced. <laughs> Highly. Nuanced. Highly. So nuanced that one of the you know, main characters who helps preach the gospel of femininity there is named Gloria, after mm. Gloria Steinem. So like... Yeah, but uh-huh. Rusty, people don't understand history. They don't understand history. Sure. <laughs> yep. So, or if they raise certain people up in history, they have no idea what they're really about. <laughs> it's true. 
<laughs> All right. So what was the question? Apparently, you why need we to know, hate the Barbie movie? Is that the question? And apparently, you need to know where these things originate from, you know, and where these terms come from. Exactly. But and, but yeah. let me just. And you probably are one. But let me way. just say, yeah. while I'm on the topic, it's fi- I find it very interesting. Was this the question? Did anybody ask about the Barbie I movie? I haven't asked the question yet. Oh, <laughs> well, I thought I thought somebody asked us about the Barbie movie. Maybe it's just been rattling around in my head. Here's the thing that cracks me up about that is I remember a day when everybody was like you shouldn't play with Barbies or glorify the Barbie thing because that's a bad body image. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember actually somebody blew up the She's Barbie. She's represented female empowerment forever. But but did she? <laughs> Sorry, you can't see my face right now. <laughs> right. You, anyway, I think this is funny. Your face looks like that picture of Scarecrow that I tweeted the other yeah, day. Yeah, Oppenheimer. Yeah. I just <laughs> think that's really funny to me. It's like, wait a minute. I thought this was a bad thing. Anyway, okay. No, no. No, no, no. So let's let's. All right. What's the actual question? Let's yeah, tackle this because if, if you haven't figured it out yet, we're killing this man. This this mailbag, <laughs> this man bag. Let's call it that. What is toxic masculinity? Can we call this mansplaining bag? We probably should. <laughs> let's just be on the, the nose. Typical mansplaining bag. Typical mansplain. That's a different question. Uh, my, I'm sorry. I'm being. <laughs> Toxic. <laughs> I told y'all this is going to be a rare moment here. Domineering the conversation. I know. I know. I feel oppressed. Uh, no. Go for it. What was the question? My bad. I'm gonna shut up now. It's a mixed bag. I'm gonna I mean, hold my hand over my mouth. And, and that's that's. I think that to like actually speak to the issue for me, that's where a lot of this problem is. So uh, the question is, what is toxic masculinity? What is patriarchy? And and wrapped up inside of that is why do we believe God has set up the world in a patriarchal model? And so the the whole conundrum here is has been and is the same in many of the other questions. What do words mean? Mm-hmm. Right? What do words mean? Do they have meaning? Who assigns it? Who agrees with it? What if I don't agree with it? How mm-hmm. do how do we work with this? So yeah, which you know in rules from rules for radicals by Saul Linsky. I mean his his thing is is whoever controls the language yep. can controls the fight and mm-hmm. uh, and that's not an exact quote but. Uh, that's why I think these terms in our day, one of the biggest issues in our day is that no one knows what they mean when they say a term. Mm-hmm. And, and that's in some of that, I think we have to realize as Christians that that's on purpose. So what, so one of the best things you can do as a Christian, and this is a side note, is to force people into definitions, mm-hmm. to force them to define what they mean. So to get to the question, then when we say toxic masculinity, the question is, well, who are you asking? Because if you were saying, well, what does the culture mean by toxic masculinity? Or what would the Bible define as toxic masculinity? Those are two very different answers. Mm -hmm. So the world is defining toxic masculinity, if I could kind of get at this, uh, would be as um, basically anything that resembles like dominance, um, uh, power, um, conquering, um, aggression, control over your emotions. Control that those those kinds of um, that's very um, highlighting a, of objective reality. That that is seen as as toxic, <clears throat> just by nature that it is. Now, what's what's funny though is it's okay if those things are expressed if you're punching right, but that's the only time those characteristics are not considered toxic. Otherwise. They're toxic. And anyone- they're, they're, they're saying that they're not just toxic, but ontologically evil. By the nature of their very mm-hmm. being, they are evil, unless you have breasts. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Or yeah. unless you're a white knight. Or unless you're a white knight defending 
those who apparently don't need to be defended. <laughs> I just yeah. hang on, I, hang on. I failure to compute right now. Which team is this? <laughs> hang on. <laughs> Worlds Sorry. of contradictions. Right. Yes, isn't it beautiful? S- circles. One might now, say. Now, on the flip side of that, what would we call a biblically a toxic masculinity? Would be a using of strength or a lack of using of strength for selfishness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for unholiness. Um, so this could be a wimpy man sitting by, not defending uh, what he should be defending. That would be toxic. And what would be uh, another example would be uh, a, a man who is using aggression. Mm-hmm. For sinful reasons, mm-hmm. for selfishness, for so his Lam- own glory. You have Lamech, the seventh son after Adam on mm-hmm. Cain's side, right? Who was a bigamist, had multiple wives, was a violent man, murderer, mm-hmm. bragged about it, all that. Then you also have Jonah, right, who mm-hmm. sat by. Yeah, and then you have you have Jesus in the temple who aggressively is flipping over tables, who is aggressive with his language when he calls them a brood of vipers. Like... And Jesus uh, is certainly not being toxic in his masculinity there. He had a sidearm. <laughs> he came in with a whip that he made. Mm-hmm. He fashioned that. He, he 3D printed that ghost gun <laughs> and walked in there. <laughs> hey, hang on now. We need virtue, not violence. Virtue, not violence. Try yeah. that in small town. Isn't that what? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what David said, right? In, in Psalm all. <laughs> yeah, all the Psalms. I... <laughs> You mentioned Jesus. We always go to Jesus um, in the temple uh, as the you know example of being aggressive. But if you read Jesus clearly enough, we, we back or up. at all, or, or at all, yeah. So let me back up and say you make the mistake of only seeing aggression as something that is like physically exerted, mm. right? Yeah. And men often get that. So um, using strength for your own advantage, and it's often. Um, equated to like a physical dominance, which is a very, very like um, ignorant and simple definition of why men oppress women because they're just stronger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is obviously broadly true as far as them being stronger. But Jesus, his words are very aggressive. So you know, think about the woman at the well, right? The words that Jesus is using with the woman at the well are not gentle in what he is saying in the gentleness that is being defined in our culture right Mm -hmm. so if if i spoke you know like that which we do speak like that um because we're speaking the truth and we're striving to speak like our savior to somebody that holds a very worldly understanding of uh, masculinity and femininity i would be pegged as as a toxic man Mm -hmm. Uh, for saying those things, especially saying those things to a woman. So it gets it's way too easy to say, well, that's um, the only example you have of Jesus being aggressive. But because you haven't read Jesus' words, mm-hmm. or if you've read them selectively, you don't see that he is very harsh. Mm-hmm. And the woman at the well, he's using the appropriate force because mm-hmm. he's always gentle, because mm-hmm. he's perfect, and he's always aggressive in the right sense. But I think we make that mistake. Um, so his words are aggressive. So I say that we have these effeminate men running around as white knights thinking they're protecting women, but they're just as toxic, right? They're just, they're just all like fat and chubby and can't, 
you know, um, protect themselves, but they're very aggressive with their words. Mm-hmm. Right, they're and they're also manipulative towards women. Right, they're they're they do all these two at a distance. Exactly, and what's it's, really frustrating, right? What's really frustrating to me today is we have a bunch of people who are deconstructing, you know, uh, who are coming out as affirming Christians, and it's absolutely absurd. And what's frustrating to me about that, in in so many ways, of course, is you just need to come out and type on your Twitters that you're not an affirming Christian. You just need to say, "Hey, I'm apostate now." Mm-hmm. That's what you need to start saying. But what is... Not according to Mr. Russell Moore, Mr. who is claiming, it just recently, just yesterday or the day before, is claiming his side of evangel- evangelicalism right. as the only side. Russell Moore is deconstructing before our very eyes. He's saying that the, what we used to always think was the Shire might actually have turned out to be Mordor all along. I, I saw that. Right, and also Russell Ooh, Moore is man. a smart guy. I have not seen this, but he fancies himself. A I'll be C.S. right back. Lewis. Hang on, he's, so. he's not the best. Well, I, I'm extra angry because it's my name. <laughs> That's true, Russell. Taint, well, you taint the name. Be like Russell, not Moore Johnson oh, from Up. Yeah, he's the my best. My name is Russell. <laughs> my point is this: Russell Moore is doing that because Russell Moore did not have the gumption and the guts as a, as a man of God to stand up for what he needed to stand up for. And it, and he, so he caves because mm-hmm. it's harder and because it's less applause and it's less money and it's less all these things, right? It's more sacrifice. And he takes advantage in particular of women, like mm-hmm. one of his, his biggest fans, Beth Moore, right? Who are going to be sus- more susceptible to deception, mm-hmm. And more susceptible to think that that is actually loving and caring, right? Because mm-hmm. their desire is to rule over their husband. Mm-hmm. That's at the heart of um, of uh, the feminist movement. And so that applause seems much more appealing yep. than to actually have to fight for something that matters. And so the same thing with like the affirming Christian. You don't care about gay people. You care about moral virtue signaling. And you are using them to your advantage. You mm-hmm. are sacrificing their um, souls, their souls, and their and yeah. So you use their symbols and you use their language to get their approval because culture has a redemptive system. It's just never satisfied, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you're sacrificing their souls ultimately, and it's not for them. It's for you, mm-hmm. and that is what is so like infuriating. And so the same thing when it comes to. To men, Russell Moore, whoever else, you don't care about women. Mm-hmm. You're t- you're actually taking advantage of a woman's uh, being susceptible to deceit and thinking that that is actually masculinity. Mm-hmm. That is actually what a real man should look like, and you are feeding your ego through that. So all these boys running around on on Facebook talking about toxic masculinity. <laughs> Notice that most of them aren't married, by the way. That's an interesting component <laughs> right. that I, I find interesting. Exactly. So you guys really yep. don't care about women. So to wrap up the toxic piece, uh, my bigger concern too is this. Of course, we would affirm that actual toxic masculinity is toxic. It's toxic. It's bad. We're not We're not stupid. <laughs> yeah. Unless you... Straw man! Wonder. You <laughs> <Right>. know. <laughs> we think that that's terrible. That's not how the culture is using toxic masculinity. No. They mean all masculinity. Exactly. They, you have to be absolutely tone deaf to miss that. Yeah. yeah. What they mean is anything that you would do as a man that you didn't learn from a woman yep. 
is toxic. Mm-hmm. Or a gay man, apparently. So, yep, or a, a queer man. So the only kind of masculinity that is acceptable is the kind of masculinity that that uh, reflects femininity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's the, it. The blurring of the two. Mm-hmm. And, and earlier when you talk about just the general differences between the the genders, there's only two, the two genders. <laughs> we we understate that. Like mm-hmm. you talk about the strength, it's absolutely significant. It is, it is not just a matter of numbers at the gym. Yeah, actual like raw strength, and and it's it needs to be in some fashion like brought to mind in an in a non aggressive way. <laughs> Just so that it's understood, like with the proper amount of regression. Well, here's here's Let's where I, I noticed it most of the first when I first started in uh, jujitsu. I came home and I'm have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing with my uh, all of my appendages. It's like learning drums again, right? <laughs> it's, it's so many different things going on. So I, I loosely am trying to practice some of these positions with my God, God bless her, my, with my wife, right? <laughs> Rusty's like my whole body's a weapon. It ah. is, it is, but it's on, it's on all over the place right now. So, <laughs> just me trying to move like my arm though, right, pushes her in such a way that I've never done before, right? You don't realize your own strength, and I'm not even being aggressive at it, right? right? The the strength that a man can move is just significant. Mm-hmm. Now, are there strong women out there? Yeah, but there's, this thing plays out across our gender in yeah. so many different ways that we have blurred way too close together. Yeah. Even into this realm of leadership. So you get into the snow white aspect and, and that interview and yeah, w- women are, are not dreaming of love and children and weddings, despite what all the magazines are actually doing. Right. They're dreaming of leadership, right? <laughs> are women capable of leading? Sure. They, they're supposed to manage the home. They have to manage that home atmosphere, lead the children in that lead in a lot of different ways are they leading in the same way that men are programmed to lead no. absolutely not and is no. it close no yeah no we're not saying that they're not capable of some of these things but that's not what you're designed to right. do and when you put it to effect it hits entirely differently and we right. think that it's way too close yeah i mean this is multiple episodes and i know we're supposed to go short on these <clears throat> questions yeah so, we're, we're, so take us to the next take us to the next layer of the onion which is patriarchy what is, what is patriarchy what do we mean by that mm-hmm. go ahead matt <laughs> go ahead matt uh what do i mean by patriarchy uh that the lord has if, if you go back to the garden without working out a, a full theology here, he creates Adam. And there's a couple key things that you need to note. In Genesis 2, there's two things that happen. Genesis 2, God has made creation, but God has not yet formed the garden yet. There's a key thing that happens in verses 5, 6, and 7, that, that, there is this, uh, that there's no brush of the field yet. So what's being pictured there is that the earth has been created and all those beautiful day, things that happen over the days, but there is no garden yet because there's been no rain and there is no man to work it. So then God creates man, then he creates the garden. So mm-hmm. notice the order there. And also notice who's absent. Eve is absent. So man is is then in front of his very eyes, the garden itself is created. And why is that? Because God is forming and filling, and he wants Adam 
to then do what he just modeled for him. Because it says, then he took Adam and placed him in the garden. So he creates the garden as Adam's watching, and he picks up Adam and says, and puts him in the middle of the garden. And the second thing that happened, again, all of that's without Eve. The second thing that happens is God says later on that it's not good for man to be alone, right? Everybody knows that passage. And then, and I think our natural instinct is, okay, well, then God acknowledges a problem, then he resolves the problem, right? But that's not what he does. He, he acknowledges a problem, but then he proceeds to parade all the animals in front of Adam for him to name them by himself apart from Eve. Mm-hmm. So Adam does that. Adam names the animals. Then Eve is created. And then... It's almost like God planned it this way. Adam names Eve. Mm -hmm. This is woman. She is flesh of my flesh. It's not till later that she's called the mother of the living. So those two things show us that what, what was meant to happen then is Adam was meant to lead in the mission of forming and filling the earth. And Eve was to be his helper in that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now with that, to jump ahead, and I'm jumping a bunch here, but we would not af- we would not affirm that all women are to submit to all men, mm-hmm. right? Paul Paul talks addresses these kinds of things, but a apparently woman you can't trust Paul anymore on things like oh yeah homosexuality. Throw that out. But that's right. That's right. It. But what about that? That's right. Paul also <laughs> said, well, all men. We should all reject that too. To all men. <laughs> So, so what you have, you have to put a couple things together here. If God has created it such that the world would be filled by households, and those households are made up of women who are meant to be helpers to their men who are on mission, then that means that the dominant reality, the dominant makeup of the earth, should be one man with one woman who is his helper as he forms and fills the earth with the wife by his side, mm-hmm. uh, helping him in very strategic ways that we don't have, I don't have time for right now. And so if that's the case, then that means predominantly that the Lord has designed it that the earth would be led by men. That doesn't mean that women can't lead in various aspects and, and even in the workforce and various things like that. I'm not rejecting that. But, but man is generally going to be at the forefront. God's designed him to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, next, I would also add to that, if we go back to Paul, where Paul's saying that not, and not every woman is, is submissive to every man, he also talks about how man is the head of the wife. He doesn't say he should be, or he should try to be, or he should make sure he's being, he but that he is. It's inescapable. So his headship, his dominant presence, his dominant personhood is the dominant force and influence in the house mm-hmm. and in the household. So when when we say patriarchy, we mean more than just all oh, their equal in essence and distinct in roles. We mean though God has actually made it into our very fabric, these realities, both from all the way from Genesis all the way to Paul and Ephesians and so on. Mm-hmm. So from there, uh, that's when we say patriarchy, that's what I mean by patriarchy. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So what do you, what do we not mean by patriarchy? We're not saying, well, we not say that the husband is the mediator of the family in totality. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I would reject. Uh, 
I, I mean, he has a mediatorial role, um, but but not in this um, hyper patriarchal sense. Mm-hmm. I would not affirm that uh, that the husband, um, uh, like, just gets to rule with an iron fist and do whatever he wants and abuses kids at whims like that kind of stuff that those kind of honest I mean there are examples of that in history um, but it's largely I think a straw man argument against mm-hmm. this because that's not what we're talking about mm-hmm. so what yeah. else would we I'd say patriarchy is inevitable but we would not say that all patriarchs are good right? yeah that's good there's yeah. evil patriarchs and there's good patriarchs there's godly ones yeah I was talking I was going to say Wait earlier. A minute. It sounds like you're saying that there are toxic patriarchs. There are toxic patriarchs. Yeah. What? So, so there's you can be a patriarch and you can either be good or toxic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what, Obama's one. But what does the He's culture th- mean when they say mm-hmm. the word patriarch? Right. They mean all of it is toxic. All it is toxic. Yeah, exactly. All it is bad. Let's quit fooling ourselves. Yeah. No, I was th- this, say, this world has not been ran by feminists. I mean, no. that's so. If we're gonna when I say a f- patriarch. I, I don't believe that women have ultimately been running this country no. and so on and so forth towards feminism. It's been the evil men that's been in the background behind it. Yeah, everything can be traced back to that. Mm-hmm. It's an Biden's an evil patriarch. It's Obama's an evil evil patriarch. Yeah, Trump is an evil patriarch. Right, it's going to be there. You're going to see it if you look. And I was going to say earlier, though, not just um, believers, faithful believers, are seeing these things, but I was having a conversation with my tattoo artist and he was like you know um politically on the kind of on the same uh same uh in same lane as me a smart guy great business mind and so on phenomenal artist and he's like what do you think the answer is and i said i think we need to bring back the patriarchy he's like yeah what <laughs> <laughs> and i explained to him basically what matt kind of laid out and then also the idea of evil patriarchy versus godly patriarchy and he's like man that makes sense because because he's like my father um in what you just explained my father led me but he led me poorly Mm -hmm. like i have been incredibly affected by the lack of of a good father yeah um and and he's like and i learned not what to do (laughs) with my son you know what my dad did and so the world is seeing these things too and if it's not if masculinity isn't harnessed and and um cultivated and fueled by the gospel and by the scriptures that's when it inevitably will become toxic Mm -hmm. that's where you get the andrew tate stuff you know that's where you get these young men looking for something and they see those masculine warrior qualities but it's being used to their own advantage it was it wilson who said masculinity is the glad assumption of sacrificial responsibility mm-hmm. like we are we should be we should be as men like dangerous to sin and to the protecting of our people right but that yeah that and we should strive to be we, as dangerous as possible in all areas so that we can by god's grace cause those who are under our care to flourish yeah, yeah. We should be dangerous to those uh, evil patriarchies. Oh yeah, we should be. We should be be dangerous to those toxic patriarchies. Yeah, yeah. So it's fun when you can start getting them to scream like little girls. What do you mean? <laughs> you can cut that out. <laughs> Into what? <laughs> 
was trying to go with you there. I just didn't know what you were trying to go for. <laughs> it's it's fun when you can get the the true toxic patriarchies to squeal. When they start whining. When they start whining. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they will. Pr- they'll promote cuties all day, yeah. right? Instead of uh, yeah, and then yell at us when we don't like Barbie. Exactly. <laughs> um, I have a question for Rusty. Sure. That has been asked here in light of this then. And so in light of all we've talked about then, why can't women be elders uh, in a role of authority over a man in the church? And is this limited to preaching or teaching? Um, or is it just other or also other authoritative positions and why or why not? I mean, it seems like as we've laid this out, that should be pretty evident. But yeah, if I can try to go ahead and segue through that together. So uh, earlier you were talking about... Um, what a good patriarch is versus a bad patriarch. And so one of the objections from the culture is going to be along the lines of, so you just have a bunch of old white men telling us what we can do with our bodies, mm-hmm. et cetera. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yes, yes we do. And not ashamed of that. Why? Because, because what? Because the Bible says so. Like, mm-hmm. because that's what the word of God says. Mm-hmm. God's law is good. God's law has been revealed to us so that we may know him. And he did it of his, own initiative right mm-hmm. and in such a way that we can understand him and draw near to him and so yes if if good godly patriarchs are telling you what you can do with your body who happen to be white who happen <laughs> to be white and old or, or any other color yes then yes that's they can tell you what to do with your body and me as well mm. yeah yeah um so to to that effect and when we get to here can they can women be elders no you cannot because you're a, a woman, not a man, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it is not in it your nature to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the same kind God, of God's not created you capable to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, capable. You may try to do the same effect, right? But it's not actually preaching. So it's not actually helping. Oh, right. Oh, oh. I agree. I agree. It's it's not the question of. Like, well, you could, but you shouldn't. It's you can't. Yeah. Right. And we can't. Can, like, right. So, but the question always is posed, or the rejection is always posed. I, I'm from, from a lady that's pushing this. I'm just as good of a speaker. Or I know women who are just as good mm-hmm. or know more theology than a guy in the pulpit. So is it just because he's a man, therefore he gets to be in that position? That's the, always the question. What if I'm actually, quote unquote, capable? The problem is, is that preaching has a definition and mm-hmm. you can't change it. And so <laughs> you're a great teacher, but it's not preaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you probably may be more skilled than most. Awesome. Praise God for that gift. Mm-hmm. It's not preaching. Mm-hmm. You cannot command the will of men from the word of God in the same way that a man can. You have authority to do so. Mm-hmm. There's an old Christmas movie <laughs> that is really, really dumb. Uh, but I love it because my dad loved it and he had a shirt. It's called A Wish for Wings That Work. And it's by Opus the Penguin and Bill the Cat. You may have seen this if you're an old patriarch. No. No. Um, no. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You man. look it up. It's, it's pretty funny. Sounds weird. Penguins have <laughs> wings. And he spends the whole movie wishing on the Christmas star that he might be able to fly. Do you think he can fly? <laughs> no, he's a penguin. It's not in his nature. Yeah. He looks like he is a bird. Uh-huh. He looks like a bird. He looks like he might be able to fly. He can't. It's not in his nature. He can flap his wings and run really fast. Is that called flying? He can swim good. No. 
later he he gets a balloon and and his christmas wishes is, is granted and he flies is he flying no can he go higher than birds that might be able to fly no maybe is it actually flying no Mm-mm. like it, it's a question of nature it's not a question of preference it's not a question yeah. of ability it's not a question of desire it's not a question of even goodness it's a question mm-hmm. of nature how's the story end he, he he flies by other means and gets to see the sunrise and oh he got to fly on like ah i can see where that that's the parallel still continues you're fine in it yep so yeah, she could still preach on the back of the wings of a of a spineless man there you go there you go <laughs> that's usually oh. what happens <laughs> i love how rusty takes like like a weird kids movie <laughs> and it sounds like ancient philosophy <laughs> Let me well, tell you a story. Part, part of the problem, part of the <laughs> It's a nuanced <laughs> message. <laughs> like, instead of Achilles and Leonidas, it's like, there was this penguin. I feel like there was a, this was a Doctor Strange moment. And he was just, you know, in there with the Sorcerer Supreme. And, he pulled and me in. She said, well, let me tell you the rest of the world. Let me explain the rest of the world to you here, son. Yes, that's right. You got Did it. you say Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange. Yeah. Look at that. Once you said Doctor Who, I was going to say that. Man <laughs> point's going. So here's my bigger beef with this. All it might these, be still going. <laughs> all these questions that True. we've done so far. What is the rebuttal? Our motive. They attack right. our motives. Right. And it's, You just want to stay in charge. You just want power. You got it. Then mm-hmm. you're toxic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you well, go. Well, in, uh, in part, you could answer that question, or maybe an appropriate answer that you just want to stay in charge. I could say yes. Because that's what God's called me to do. Right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's true. Yep. Yeah. God wants me to be in charge of my wife yeah. and my children. Well, the argument from nature church. matters uh, to the same example that I can call myself a woman with great surgery and great cosmetics. I can look prettier right. than other women. <laughs> we should probably use Jeff for this, not me. Um, <laughs> well, modern medicine does wonders. <laughs> Jeff would make the prettier woman of the three of us, I think. This is pretty I don't know if that's a compliment or not. <laughs> you just said I look like a girl. I can I can bake better pies. I can, you know, do Because I'm not do, wearing my cowboy boots, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> I can have all of like the best seasons of HGTV memorized. Like I can do all of the I'm sorry, I'm 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 making fun of women, I guess, and doing this. But I can do all of the things, right? But I can't give birth. It's not in my nature. Right. Right? No. And that is a beautifully distinct feminine you, thing. You cannot mother. I cannot mother. No. I cannot nurture in that same way. I no. cannot I, give life. I forget you know, who coined it this way, but it would reduce masculinity and femininity down to your potentiality. And that is the potentiality to father and the potentiality to mother. And what he doesn't mean by that is whether or not your reproductive organs work. Right. Because they may malfunction under the fall and the curse. Right. But your potentiality to father, because fathering includes the implantation of a seed, but it is more than that. It is your intuition. It is, and, and how would I describe that? Uh, to, to be a savior, I don't mean capital S savior, but lowercase s mm-hmm. savior to, to redeem, to, to, uh, to protect, to restore, to bring order, uh, and various other things. There's aspects of that, same thing with motherhood. 
So that's why you can do all of those things on the surface that might look like mothering, Mm -hmm. but it's still not mothering. It's not, you don't have the potential even to do that. So your, your own DNA defies you like you can't. So go back. I, we, Russ and I were saying earlier, it's about the preaching. It's not just that you have the ability, but you shouldn't, but you can't. Yeah. Right. So Matt and I were having this conversation not too long ago with, with our wives, actually on my back porch. So Matt, um, wh- when we say you can't, what does that mean? And it, as it is rooted in nature. When we say you can't preach? Yeah, like you, it's not It's not uh, that a woman, we're, we're looking at a woman saying, um, it's not that you could, but just shouldn't. Correct. you can't. And we're not even saying that you could not speak right. better. If you, if you want to, res- if you want to, diminish preaching down mm-hmm. to just simply oration right. and Which the skill of oration. That's all it is. Okay? It's the same thing. So I would say the same thing is if you want to minimize or diminish womanhood just simply down to giving birth... Mm-hmm. which is what the feminist movement has done. They diminished femininity down to just giving birth mm-hmm. and then eradicating birth, yep. right? Birth control, abortion, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So they minimize femininity, mm-hmm. mothering down to just giving birth, eradicate birth. So if you do the same thing with preaching and you just minimize it down to just oration, mm-hmm. uh, then you can eradicate uh well, I, if, then it's just a matter of skill. Mm-hmm. But what we're saying is it's, it's the potentiality. I would make the same argument for preaching. It's the potentiality. When, when a, a man who has the potentiality to lead as God's designed him to lead mm-hmm. over the people of God, mm-hmm. then he brings into that moment of oration more than just skill. Mm-hmm. Skill is a factor. But his, he brings his nature into it. He brings his potentiality in it that a woman just can't. Just the same thing when you and I hold a bottle and feed a baby. I can, I can feed that baby. It will get nourishment. But it doesn't get mothering from me. Right. I don't bring that potentiality into that moment. Right. No matter what happens on, on Meet the... What's the name of that show? Meet the... Uh, Press? <laughs> Meet the is meet the Fockers. I don't know. Right? Oh yeah. I have teeth Fokker. That's right. When he straps it on, Can right? You milk me. <laughs> right. He straps it on. I'm lost. Well, he, he, <laughs> <laughs> this is a rare moment. It, it yeah, is. It's true. It is. So he can strap on a breast, uh-huh. but he has no potential to be a mother. Hmm. So when I'm when I, when I mean by that is like the 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 nurturing the tenderness the the gentleness that that only can come from a mother in that moment mm-hmm. the connection the bond that even psychologists mm-hmm. today recognize that a child who was breastfed stands a better chance uh, internally for the rest of their life if right. they were breastfed because right. a mother brings into that moment this potentiality that you and I don't right. that's powerful that's powerful. So this, I would make the same argument that um, that a woman just can't do that there. Second, if God has forbid it, then she does not walk into that moment with the grace and the power of God to accomplish the task that's meant to be accomplished by preaching. Yep. 
she comes in with great oration or manipulative abilities and so mm-hmm. on and so forth, but she does not come in with the grace of God to accomplish the task of God mm-hmm. for the people of God. He, yeah. She just can't. So right. she doesn't have even that potentiality yeah. in that moment. Yeah. I have bad news. Not only can she, can she cannot preach, it's something she cannot do, she's also not allowed to even teach a man. Right. Oh, oh, hang on. <laughs> Wait, I mean, that's that's from the Bible. It says, I do not permit a woman to teach. That's from the Bible. <laughs> or to exercise authority over a man, right. right? Apparently, we get confused when we start saying things from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just, because the, the attack back is not what does the Word of God say. It's not a matter of parsing out the Greek. It's not a matter of whether it was Paul. Mm-hmm. It's always an attack of our motive. We hate women. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you, and so I would say, often we find ourselves down, uh, down, way down the drop list underneath the main point where people are saying, but what does that actually look like? So can a woman do this or can a woman do this? And oftentimes when they're down there, you know, uh, fighting over little nitpicky things, it's because they're trying to chip away at the foundation. Yeah. yeah. So what Matt just ex- described has to trickle down to every other piece of what it looks like well what could a woman do this or that what does it mean to actually get exercise authority over a man at church like can she teach a sunday school can she right all of it has to trickle down from the main point and what the scripture says and oftentimes when people were running around down in the, the comment section it's because they're trying to chip away at the main point mm-hmm. and uh, yeah and decredit that and i would just add that w- the reason that people like to run around now and try to um discredit everything you just said, Matt. And they're like, what, but, but what about a father who, you know, doesn't have a wife? Maybe she died and he's very nurturing and he has that capacity. You have to remember we're under, we're under the curse. We're in a fallen world, mm-hmm. right? And everything that God's people are doing um, is to mimic what their Savior is doing. He's restoring all things because mm-hmm. that's not the way it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, a great thing into what I would probably say should be our last question for this episode is – defining for people we have this question defining effeminate what what do we mean when we say particularly a man as being effeminate and is that different than femininity mm-hmm. because to, to to your to your example just now say my wife tragically passed uh and i have i have my four girls right that right. i'm supposed to raise i mean our other elder was raising girls uh on his own for for a while right that's true so so should I, I have four girls that I'm supposed to raise. Should I change anything about me and my parenting to compensate for the lack of a mother in the household? If not, where do they get that from? Easy answer. Ready? No, I should not. Mm-hmm. They will get all the mothering that they need from faithful women in the church that Amen. I faithfully attend, yep. that I'm in covenant with. Amen. Exactly. Next question. Right. right. That's what I told Brim before. She's like, we've had that conversation. And I said, look, if I die, or I mean, uh, or if you die, you know, um, you need to worry. The women of the church will, you know, step in mm-hmm. because my boys need a mother too, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, they need what God has designed. And on the flip side of that too, the men of the church will step up. And we should consider though, if we want to raise children as God has designed, uh, we should strongly consider what it looks like to remarry. Uh, that's exactly what he says younger widows must do. Yes, exactly. Right. And so, how often, though, is that driven by what I think I need or what I don't need, mm-hmm. right? you got to 
You get you stop doing things God's ways. This sounds so simple. <laughs> things right. get super screwed up, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, who cares what the Bible says? Exactly. We're not going to talk about the Bible. It's outdated. So, so let, what do let we me, mean then when we talk about effeminacy? Let, let me read this quote from Michael Clare in his book, God's Good Design. He says, The word effeminate was once a common way of referring to men who were insufficiently masculine. But the word has fallen into obscurity in modern times. This is not because it isn't helpful, but because it is, but because it isn't comfortable. Because that's why it's fallen into obscurity. But anyways, we continue. He says, "Effeminate is not the same as feminine." However, femininity is glorious and beautiful in a woman, which is God's design for her. But men were made for a different, masculine purpose. When men suppress their masculinity and openly embrace feminine characteristics, they sin by pursuing the wrong glory. Effeminate is a biblical word in the KJV, though modern translators no longer use it. A man of effeminate character avoids taking manly responsibility and consequently lacks moral weight. So, and he, he goes on, one writer said this, in the ancient world, effeminacy entailed a moral frailty, mm. namely acting cowardly or womanish in battle. So it's, uh, he goes on, an inordinate love for luxury, rendering men delicate and tender, and the sexual deviancy of acting like a woman in one's demeanor, speech, and gesture. So the Bible addresses each, describing men who become women on the battlefield, such examples of Jeremiah 50, Nahum 3. They go soft due to luxury, Matthew 11, and become sexually deviant, 1 Corinthians 6. The term effeminacy is not an attack on femininity itself, which is a woman's glory, mm-hmm. but rather on femininity when attached to a male. An effeminate man has failed to mature into his masculinity. Hmm. I, I think Clary, Michael Clary just does uh, that's a stellar uh, explanation. I would so, affirm all that. So to be clear, those those things that you described are bad all the time. Uh, no, <laughs> they are bad when when they are attached to a male. Oh, who is supposed to have a different glory? Yes. Mm. Okay, just in case you missed it in that beautiful <laughs> quote. Yeah, no, we're not decrying femininity. We're decrying femininity in what is supposed to be masculine. That's it right. is anti-nature. That's right. Which gets me back on my whole boat of anti-human because we're just destroying the whole thing. So, yes, we know men should not be effeminate, but does this mean that feministic qualities are generally inferior? They're not inferior. In fact, they are... Uh, greater glory and it also doesn't mean that men don't ever uh you know are not ever tender or nurturing yeah um it just means that that when he is projecting feminine qualities uh and suppressing masculine qualities that that there's a problem going on and i think you should not say oh that your feminine side came out Mm -hmm. to a man no, my wife is my feminine side. Right. Exactly. Yeah. God gave you that. There you go. That's also in the Bible, just in case people... <laughs> you know, one flesh, the two become one. Exactly. All right. Well, She I'm, is bone of my bones. <laughs> right. yes. It's in the Bible. Trust us. 
<laughs> I feel like people think Trust we just us. make this stuff up. Like, right. <laughs> read your Bibles. Right. So, I hope this has been fun. It was fun for me. Uh, I enjoyed this. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope yeah. it, it answers some questions. Um, we we tackled a good bit there in one in one broad <laughs> yeah. stream. Yeah, we if did. You don't, if you didn't hear anything else we said, just hear this. The Barbie movie's stupid. <laughs> I really think that it should be like the, the start of like a Toy Story so, prequel. Don't don't anybody at me and say now. Have you given it a fair shake and gone and seen it for you know cultural no. relevance? Mm. No, you okay. know. Do you really want to ask jo- your pastor jo- if he lacks discernment? <laughs> Joshua was not to swerve to the left or to the right, brothers. Uh, so, some things are just did so y'all see that? Honest and I, I open sh- and. Did y'all see that meme I shared on Facebook? The uh, the one that was shared originally by a woman, just for the record. Uh, you know, if that matters to you, it, it uh, that, doesn't that, matter to anyone that, because they <laughs> killed me on their own recently. That, that shows the car where it's like the the road sign is straight ahead as the Barbie movie, and but to, to take the exit is like not going to watch it, and the car's like spinning out to get <laughs> off the highway. That's funny. <laughs> yes, I didn't see that because uh, I'm not on the Facebook. G- give them a taste of a few more questions to come. So in the future, and I don't know when we'll do another mailbag, but uh, we want to tackle some other things related to gender um, and specifically in roles of like, what does submissive resistance then for a wife of a sinful husband look like? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you've got a bad patriarch and his headship is inevitable. How do you live under that mm-hmm. faithfully? Should a woman wear yoga pants? <laughs> I'm looking forward to answering that one. It's a little more to the shotgun ones. Yes, yeah. for her um, husband. <laughs> or my spouse is not a Christian. What do I do? So there's some in that realm. We have some other ones in, in the realm of evangelism as well. It's like, how do I share the gospel with my neighbor, with my gay neighbor, depending on what different flag they have in front of their house? How do I engage them? How's the church supposed to engage those kinds of influences mm-hmm. in the world? Is there ever a time, one of the questions is, is there ever a time to be quote-unquote winsome? Mm-hmm. Right When it comes to the gospel, is there ever a place for quote-unquote adorning the gospel versus like an attractional gospel? What's that look like? Mm-hmm. So basically, we're going to help you remember what definitions are because that <laughs> answers so many things. There's a lot more questions, and there's a lot of good ones. Yeah. We're yeah. looking forward to these. Uh, if you have more questions, send them to Jeff. You can send um, them to me. We will we'll load them up and, uh, and, and definitely tackle these. These are fun, a little more uh, uh, off the cuff, and get to tackle a lot of different things. But with that, we want to encourage you to go, know, love, and obey Jesus as Lord overall. We'll see you next time.